To stay on top in business, stay on top of your technology with the new Business Desk podcast, the business of tech. Listen on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. Stay ahead of the curve. Early edition with Kate Hawksby and Two Degrees fighting for fair for Kiwi business. News Talk ZB. It is 14 past five. Well, Western Springs College in Auckland has become the latest high school to ban students from getting food deliveries. This means students will no longer be able to get Uber Eats while at school. Oh, boo-hoo them. Uh, the school says this is due to environmental concerns and engaging with delivery services goes against their values of sustainability. Well, joining us now, nutritionist Nikki Hart. Morning, Nikki. Uh, morning, Kate. Who are these bougie kids ordering Uber Eats for school lunches, for goodness sake? I would have thought that's a very expensive thing for a student to do. Oh, it is, but a lot of them have access to uh, their parents' credit cards, and I think um, online food delivery service really increased your COVID, and I think it's just kind of filtered down now into kids and schools. And it's a pretty lazy option, I guess. They can't be bothered making a lunch, so they just order it in. But, I mean, if you're ordering Uber Eats, you're not exactly ordering fruit and veggies, are you? I mean, it's got to be junk, right? Right, and the biggest issue that we've got is, you know, we've got raising obesity issues and unhealthy issues going on here in New Zealand. I think it's going to be exacerbated by these online food services. The problem I think I've got with it is that the food that these kids are ordering is just like what you said, they're discretionary foods. They usually come with tips and a a sugar-sweetened beverage, so it's not going to be good, and it's not going to be great for their learning at school either. Does part of it come down to parents not keeping track of what their kids are having for lunch, or could you argue that by high school age we really shouldn't be having to sit on top of what's in their lunchbox? (laughs) (laughs) Oh look, I would really like to think that my kids would do their own lunchboxes, but I know that kind of not always the case. Um, and so it just means that if they're, if they're running late or whatever, it, kids are do, doing this now. But like I said, it became the norm in COVID. And I think what's happening now is it's a fault mechanism and we've got to find a way to kind of push back on it. And I, I congratulate Springs on this. I think it's a good idea. What advice would you give then to, because it is a struggle, this, the old school lunch, it's been, a, it's been a battle, you know, as old as the age of time, I find, in terms of what goes in it and what you kind of, what would like them to eat versus what they're actually going to eat. Okay, so they have to be able to remain cognitive in school. It's kind of like the brain needs feeding. If you're if you're putting junk food in, that means that the brain's not going to be at its best. So kids need to understand that. And I think parents need to understand that too. If you want your kids to do well and feel good, they can't eat junk food, Kate. It's as simple as that. I know. I believe it, Nikki. I believe it. we just got to get them to believe it. Uh, thank you so much, Nikki Hart, nutritionist. Um, I don't know about your kids, but it's funny. A lot of the kids are the other way around. You know, I, I'm lazy, so I will, I'll be in a rush and I'll, I'll chuck. If, I, if I'm helping my daughter out with school lunch, I'll chuck stuff in it that's already packeted. You know, like packets of crackers, packets of biscuits, muesli bar, whatever. And she'll pull all that out and go, I need vegetables. I need vegetable sticks and I need fruit. And, I need, you know, some of them are quite, I suppose I should be grateful. But I was reading that we can actually learn quite a lot from our grandparents' diets, our grandmothers in particular. They kept it really simple. You know, breakfast was a cup of coffee and a bit of cereal with some regular milk. Lunch was a sandwich. 
and a piece of fruit, and dinner was a couple of chops with, you know, potato, carrots and peas. They didn't snack as much, and if they did snack, it was very simple. You know, it wasn't a bliss ball dripping in coconut oil. It was a plain biscuit or an apple. And they ate infrequently, much more infrequently than we did. They really just did have breakfast, lunch and dinner, and they ate earlier than we do. So the meals were simpler, they were more infrequent and early, and the snacks were light and occasional. And they had better portion control. And so, understandably, they weighed far less than we all do. Not that we all want to go back in time, but it was very conducive to weight control. And they say that we can learn quite a lot from how our um, how our grandmothers ate. Because now we weigh, I'm trying to find what it is we weigh more than them, but on average it's quite a lot. We weigh, overall, they were a lot smaller. Uh, they were 8 to 9 kg lighter than the average woman today. So, you know, it's the old message. Keep it simple. If you enjoyed this podcast, you will love our New Zealand Herald podcast, The Little Things, hosted by me, Francesca Rudkin, and my good friend, Louise Airy. We focus on all the little things that you can do to make a positive impact on your life and to cut through the confusion from the health and wellness industry. Join us every Saturday to hear from the experts for all the tips and advice you need. Just search The Little Things on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.